Yo, what's up, family? My name is Tilly Stewart. I am a writer, an artist, a young theologian in the making, and most importantly, your host for this episode of the Respond to Art podcast, where we talk about art that I created that is influenced by the life, the love, and the understanding of Jesus Christ. All right, so this week's art can be found underneath the hashtag Respond to Art Podcast. All you have to do is go on Instagram, go in the little search box, put in Response to Art Podcast, and you'll be able to find it. In that, you will be able to like, comment, you can DM me if you have questions about today's episode. I am always down to talk to people, always down for the conversation. So, as always, joining me today is my co host, my really great friend she's dope as heck you know what i'm saying like she's a poet she's a writer she's a co-host of a whole nother podcast called whatever that means and i am super glad that she's here with me today i'm super glad that she's been a part of this project um so give it up y'all for my dear friend kiara carter Thanks for sending me your piece. I really enjoyed it. Could you tell me more about um, this particular piece? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this piece is called Vapor. Um, it's kind of like a illustration of what I think about when I read Ecclesiastes, right? So like Ecclesiastes mm-hmm. is, is this really like heavy book about yeah. how like death is inevitable, right? And just yeah. how life kind of just sucks. Um, and it's really pointing to the fact that like, sometimes life really seems random and like bad things happen to good people and, you know, good things happen to bad people and it just doesn't seem right and fair. Um, you know, and one word that it uses, um, over and over again is this idea of like meaninglessness or like vanity. Um, and a lot of times people are like, then life has no meaning, but that's not really what it's trying to say. It's really trying to say that like meaning the, the meaning of life is just kind of unclear. Um, because oh, is that... of... <laughs> what you never knew that's, that's what that meant. That's so interesting. No, it's just interesting to me because like when you talk about the Bible, I think it just makes me laugh. Cause when we talk about the Bible, we think that like black and white, there's, uh, these bad things that get solved by these good things and like there's always a happy ending there's always a clear like definitive line of like no this is how it is yeah um, and for this book to just leave such an open-ended like thing not open-ended but it's like it feels very more open mm-hmm. what I'm comfortable with like it doesn't make me feel like a baby child <laughs> It doesn't coddle you. It doesn't pull, hold any punches. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that completely. No, and I think that, and if you look at the trend of the Bible, because, like, when you look at Job, like, the crap that happened there made no sense. Um, yeah. I think it kind of, yeah. like, when you look at the trend of the Bible of just, like, kings who are wicked and, like, kings who are good that, like, die and then another wicked king comes and it's just, like, this cycle of just good and evil, good and evil, um that seems to have no ending i think god is really trying to say that like on this side of eternity it's just gonna be like that 
Like it's mm-hmm. just gonna be this yeah. weird random cycle of like chance. Um, yeah. and that's why like that's sobering. Make a new life. You know what I mean? Like that's why he's gonna like choose to scrap the whole thing at the end and make a new heaven and a new earth, like a new way of order. You know? Ooh. And I don't even know if you can answer this question that I have when you say that, but do you think like what would make the new order be any better than this one? Because we messed this one up. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like that component of sin is gone. You know, heaven is those people who on earth, on this side of eternity, because you know it's a new heaven and a new earth. Um, but on this side of eternity, have chosen to follow Jesus and to like allow their sins and like the evil randomness in their own life be consumed by the cross. Like that's the end. And so those who have made that choice on this life and have persevered in it will then be like rid of all of the things that hold them back from actually fully being, you know, complete in it, you know? And so it'll be full of these people who have already chosen God, already chosen Christ, um, not no longer being held back by sin. And that in and of itself is true order because like, that corrects not only like humans and like humans relationship to God, but it affects human relationships to human, like the animals, like the lion and the lamb and chilling. You know what I mean? Like everything will be put back to order. Man, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's a good idea. It's just such a good idea. Um, Yeah. But continue. I don't, I think I kind of cut you off uh, while you were explaining um, what your piece means in a different component. Sorry about that. I just had a question and it went on a tangent. No, you're fine. I, you know, I appreciate it. Um, no, yeah. With this piece, it's it's really like showing an illustration of like man reaching out and like Mm. fading while he's reaching out at the same time. You know, not only are my endeavors meaningless, but like so am I. (laughs) Like constantly. My God! Shut up! (laughs) Shut up! I know, I know this is your thing, but shut up. <laughs> that was good, ma'am. But Run like that back for the people. Dead. You know, it's it's this idea that like for real, not only is what I'm searching after like pointless and going to come to an end, but so a lot, right? Like yeah. In Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes, it talks about like, yo. I'm going to gather all of these riches, then die. And some random person is going to take it, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. not only am I going to die, but I have the exact same fate as an animal. Like, mug is morbid. <laughs> like, and so, yeah. you know, as he's reaching out and realizing that like, yo, everything is fading. Like the Bible continuously said, like life is but a vapor. You know what I mean? Like you really aren't in life for just a moment. Um, but the, but the truth about it is we're eternal creatures, right? So like our soul will live eternally, Oof. right? Yeah. Um, and that's a beautiful thing because yeah, if beautiful. life is a vapor, but we're eternal, then like suffering is also a vapor, right? Then also like mm. pain and sorrow and like evil is also just a vapor, right? I'm only like mm. 25 years old. If I were to die today, like my like concept of, and, you know, and I and I went into eternity, like, my concept of these 25 years would be, like, literally a snap, you know? Because it's like, yo, yeah. I've been 
and, and then you think about like God, right? Like him being all knowing, him being like completely like wisdom and all like good and character and knowledge, and everything. Like this is because he understands life and all things without being bound by time. It's just like with me and a kid, like a two-year-old just don't understand some stuff that yeah. I live through it, right? And like an 80-year-old understands some crap I just don't get. But like think about an eternal being, yeah. right? And yeah. his understanding compared to like me, you know what I mean? Like my, anything that I think, anything that I think that I am, anything that I think is like worthwhile, empty, it has to be. Because like the God of the universe knows this in a way that's not bound by time hmm. so crazy like i like i really am i'm stuck on this idea of time and like just the quickness of it all because i for sure when i was seven years old and it was like the week before my birthday seemed to last so long now i go through the whole birthday month like i need to celebrate the whole entire 30 31 days because uh, it's too fast. It's too quick. Mm-hmm. My concept of a year when I was a child versus now, completely different. Um, yeah. And I know that if I, the older I get, my concept of time definitely shortens. I really begin to see how short mm-hmm. time in life is. And how quick everything is. But like, think about that in the span of eternity. Like one thing that I pray for now is that like my suffering, the suffering that I've experienced on this life that I would remember in eternity, just so that I can like recognize that God, God like was honest in his promises and it, it like came to pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if yeah. I was in eternity and forgot the pain that I experienced here, I don't know, like my, my joy wouldn't be fully complete. Like, Ooh. Not even just being like enthralled by Jesus. I mean, that's enough. But to be enthralled by Jesus, knowing that he actually won, yo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it wouldn't taste as good if you were always winning all the time. Like, mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pain. like, not, I know this is great because I know what the opposite is. Like, I know what it is to suffer. So to be in mm. complete void where there is no longer like, tears and pain and mourning like we worship God like yo I see why the angels are stuck on holy like I literally oh. wouldn't <laughs> sorry she said I see why the angels stuck on holy look this was good I couldn't move past it <laughs> I would be stuck there just looking crazy talking about holy 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 oh. like just all like day man from the whiz right <laughs> <laughs> Holy, <laughs> Girl, all day, all day. Yeah. Hey, um, you said that you've been through suffering before. I was wondering if you could like elaborate on that. Like, when it was a time that you kind of experienced your suffering? Yeah. So I think that like we as people, I don't know. We always like think that there, for me, I, I I thought that that if I got that one thing you know, my life would be complete. Like if I just pursued that, right. And so for me, that's, that's like people, right. I really have a longing and a heart for community. Right. And that comes from, for me, um, growing up, you know, I grew up in a two parent home. 
you know, with like money. So I had everything that I needed. Um, but hey, what honey. I did, bro, honestly, <laughs> what I didn't have was a friend, you know, and I had brothers, um, but like I didn't have cousins that I was close to. Um, I lived an hour away from like people, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. Everything that I did, like my school was an hour away. My church was an hour away. Uh, and so I wasn't really building relationships with people. And so by the time I got to college, that was like, I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to get as many friends. Um, and I'm a believer at the time. So I got all these like Christian things behind them. Like, man, like God, you know, functions in community. And, you know, that's what <laughs> you can only take people to heaven. You can't take nothing else. And uh -oh, so like, uh -oh. I, you can only take people to heaven. You can't take nothing else. Who heard? Who told you that? that? That's true. Um, but like, I think for me, it was an idol, right? Like, I think that mm. community, um, and relationships were an idol coming out of a place of lack, right? Which points to discontent. Tell that they were an idol. A couple, like one that kind of points to my suffering, right? So like when it was taken away, um, mm. I kind of got to this point where I was like, yo, this is empty. I'm empty, right? Like when you know, the two most important people in my life disappointed me greatly. It was like a piece of me died. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's necessarily evil, right? I don't think that's inherently evil. Like when a relationship severs, you know, you being like kind of distraught to the point where you don't know who you are for a minute. I don't think that's inherently evil, but I will say that like looking back, I did so many things to like make sure that relationship was what I wanted it to be ideally that I lacked like allowing myself to care for myself right I lacked self-care in that right mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. a lot of what I was doing kind of had to work within like hiding and in like some truth omitting right and in some like me not fully being honest with like you hurting me because I want to appease you. I want you to be happy. Um, and you know, all of this stuff was like cloaked in like Christian stuff, like, Oh, the Lord, you know, takes on our suffering and I'm just bearing her burden and blah, blah, blah. But like, if I'm not calling you to a godly repentance, am I really loving you? Um, and why am I not calling you to that godly repentance? Um, and I realized the answer to that was because I didn't want you to look at me a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want there to be a strain in our relationship because I couldn't take it. Um, and it wasn't until I began to, like, I guess find more, um, I don't know, find more strength in myself as, like, God kind of, like, humbled me um, and made me, like, help me to trust in him that I began to be like, yo, I need to address some stuff in our relationships. And because they had gone unaddressed for so long, they destroyed them, right? Like me finally saying, yo, this has been hurting me for a long time, kind of was the ending of at least one of them. Um, the other one, it was a new beginning. It was beautiful, but it took some time. Like it took a couple of years. And, and I feel like you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it took years before we could get to a stable place um and by god's grace we are there but with the other relationship yeah. it's going yo that's 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 heavy 
Um, and it kind of took me into this place of like, what is the point? You know, like if if all of these years that we spent ended like this, then what's the point of joy? You know what I mean? Like if joy is just meant to end in like in sadness and sadness is meant to just come back to joy and there just be this continual cycle that just ends in death, which in my head is an ultimate sadness. Like what is the freaking point? And I think that in that moment, I realized that like life felt just stupid. <laughs> it just felt meaningless. Yeah. Uh, dumb. And yeah, I think what God had to show me was kind of what like, no, it doesn't end in complete suffering and in complete sadness. Mm-hmm. As a believer, it ends in eternity, which is utter joy, right? Yeah. Which is utter good, which is, which is complete joy. Right. And so like this cycle of like joy made sadness and like sadness made joy, um, joy wins, right? Like goodness wins. Um, and so I think in all of that, God just kind of really taught me to look at eternity as hope, you know? Um, when you say complete joy, like what's the difference between like joy and complete mm-hmm. joy? Yeah, and I think I think that kind of goes into that that cycle, right? Um, in my head, if I'm happy today, right? If I'm you know happy go lucky today, and then like I stub my toe and I'm mad, then my joy wasn't complete because in my head, like the idea of it being complete, the idea of it being like perfect is that it's continual, that it never ends. Uh, okay. Um, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so. In eternity, it will never end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, you said that kind of God humbled you and that uh, you were shown all these things. And I don't know how to phrase this question really well, but I'm going to try my best. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And you just tell me what you hear, right? Just reflectively so that that I know (laughs) that you hear me right. Um, Right. Like in your in your time of suffering, like you say that God like uh, brought you to these conclusions. How did how were you able? Like, what was that experience like? Did God say something to you? Was it audible? Was it like, oh, I just read my word, or like, what did that look like? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I understand your question. Um, like the process, how did I get there? Yeah, how did um, you like? Process, yeah, how did you process to to kind of where you are now, um, and then uh, also like where are you now? <laughs> so yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. Um, I think the process just took a lot of like sitting and being still. Mm-hmm. I'm really stubborn when it comes to God. I'm Absolutely. definitely like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> As your friend, <laughs> yes, I assume you'd be stubborn. <laughs> Dead. Well, but like, you but know, I'm, I'm definitely that kid that's like, God, this is what your word says. I don't see it. That don't make no sense. Uh-huh. Um, either, uh-huh. either I'm wrong, you're wrong, or like the entire situation, I don't understand. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so just out of wisdom and knowing God and his character, I usually opt for I'm wrong, or I don't understand the situation correctly. Right? And so in that, I kind of like just sit and be like, well, God, show me what it is. You know, show me 
what's the point of all of this? Um, is it empty? Is this life meaningless, right? If that's the case, why the heck are we still here? What is this silly game that you're playing with us? What's the point? Mm. Um, so it really just kind of put like a lot of questions um, and like God and his character being like faithful, man, to answer him. Um, somebody once told me like, if God didn't say something specific in his word, you know, like you can't fully trust something that has already been written down and established. Just trust his character, like trust his personhood. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like, God is trustworthy. Like the man doesn't do things, you know, off the fly. Like the man is very orderly and calculated. Um, he's good, right? Um, everything that he does is good. Um, because like, like I said before, his concept of good isn't something that's bound by time or space or like our small perception. Like he sees everything. He's been in it all. Um, and he knows what he wants the end result to be. And so like that kind of wisdom, you know, like he's trustworthy. That's what I'm saying. Um, and so it's really, it really is an act of faith. You know what I mean? And like, even God, like helping me understand what does, what does faith even mean? Right. Cause bro, that's a, that's a whole nother thing. Um, <laughs> but, but like basically um, him helping me to look backwards to what he's already done, right. His already completed work. Right. And that being the cross, um, you know, in the old Testament, that was, you know, hit them letting, you know, letting them cross the Red Sea, you know, and a lot of times people would say, God, you were the God that led Israel across the Red Sea, like you split waters. Um, mm-hmm. And that was like what gave them strength to trust him. Right. And so like yeah. for us, yeah. um, I see that. you know, on the side of Malachi. Um, Ooh, come on, on the other side of Malachi. You saw what I did there? Hey, <laughs> I heard. Uh, oh, man, that was good. Come on. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like on this side of the cross, our um, our hope is what we can look back on is Jesus died on the cross. And not only did he die, he was raised. Like we serve a God who raised someone from the dead, right? Yeah. In that comes a lot of theological things like, yo, he broke death down. You know what I mean? Like he opened the door for all of those who would believe in him to like also break the you know death down like he's already defeated our greatest enemy and all this stuff but you know you look back um on all of that stuff but you also look forward um to his promises right and for the old testament the promise that they were look, looking forward to was twofold right they were first looking forward to the messiah which was christ um and then second they were looking forward to when he would make all things complete so you see in isaiah where it talks about the lion and the lamb and like new heavens and new earth like they were looking forward to that as well um but like i said on this side of the cross we look forward also to eternity um and so man like god just being patient with me and being a good teacher really that's that's Mm -hmm. really what the process was like just being patient and listening um and allowing him to just kind of be a good father to me you know what i mean yeah so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know you've talked, I know you mentioned some things, but um, could you talk more about um, 
more of the lessons that you learned? I know you mentioned a couple already, but was there anything else that you kind of learned uh, during and after that process? Yeah. Um, I think faith was, is the biggest one. Because yeah, I'm I think glad that you that, said that because I wanted you to elaborate a little bit, but I didn't know if we were going to have time. Come on. I mean, that was, that was basically it. Like all that I just said, like when it talks about faith being the evidence of things hoped for and the substance of things unseen, right. And in Hebrews 11, that's 11, one, right. Yeah. That's 11, two, 11, three says by faith, like our forefathers believed that God created the earth through, through like basically through talking, right. That he yeah. spoke the earth into existence, right. Yeah. Which, which is wild. Huh? <laughs> That's wild as a like thought and concept. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like the idea of faith is this like one uh, evidence of things unseen, right? I did not see God create the earth by speaking, but I believe it, right? And so that points to that looking backwards on all of the things that He said that He has done, and then trusting Him in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Then it goes on to say, by faith, they, uh, Abraham, no, 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 I think it was Moses. Moses, you know, led the Israelites to like a land, but they knew that that was not the land that they were going to be in, right? So basically pointing to like the fact that they really believed that they were going to be in a new heaven and a new earth, right? And so like, if you look at um, the examples of faith that, um, Hebrews 11 kind of talks to it's this like backwards and forwards thing um, and I think that us as believers now we need to do that same exercise like mm. how do I know that what God says is true today because I am looking backwards on what he's already done and I'm looking forward at his promise and so okay. that today I can put my hope in him you see what I'm saying yeah yeah is there any way that that shows up like outside of just like an internal feeling? Like, are you saying like, it, it just, I don't know. Is there something? In my head, that's just, that's just a way of thinking. Right. I think that's just like a mental exercise. Mm. Like, you like know, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like, for example, right now I'm jobless, you know what I mean? And on August 8th, which is coming up real soon, um, which is in, I think two weeks, um, I will be, low-key homeless like I don't know where I'm going to be staying but one thing I do know is that his word says like (laughs) if he has arrayed the like fields with clothes like and you know gives food to the birds how much more will his father take care of you you know what I mean like how much more and I trust that because I've seen him do this before right this is not the first time that I have been you know, coming to a place where I ain't got no money and I'm coming to an end. Like I've seen him do it before. Not only that, I've seen him even more greatly take care of my soul. Like mm. he's already proven that he cares about me. Um, and his greatest proof of that is the cross, right? Like him sending his whole own son to die. Like that is huge proof that he loves me. Um, yeah. And so like backwards um, on that helps me like on today, be like, you know what? I can wait and be patient on what he chooses to do. I don't have to sit in anxiety and I don't have to like run myself crazy. Um, you know, scared that I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Um, I can trust him. He's trustworthy. And so, like I said, it's just in my head, it's a mental exercise. 
Yeah. Man, that was really good. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your art. <laughs> like the most, the most, like the least is like the least response to everything that you, everything you said is like really powerful and like I know I'm still chewing on the lessons that you learned and I'm, I don't know, I'm just really reflecting on it and you know it takes me a while to process <laughs> so we're probably going to talk about this <laughs> later but um, but yeah, this image that you presented of pursuing what's meaningless and then, but also finding our true hope in this like complete joy mm-hmm. in eternity. Um, these are just such big concepts. And I think like, this is something that I would like, you know how like Mary, like most of the Marys in the Bible have like contemplated when they were like, it says, and she saw this thing, but she didn't talk about it. She just like <laughs> went and considered it. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to just consider all these things that you're saying because like complete joy, mm-hmm. the joy and ending, in the mm-hmm. face, like, in the face of, not the, like, the complete, like, I never knew pain, not in the absence of pain, complete, like, hey, I never knew ye, but, like, mm-hmm. in the face of pain, I have complete joy. Mm, that's My a good word. Being, being, like, accounted for in this yeah. life and the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, like, my eternal being knows full joy because it has known pain. Yeah. Because it knows, it knows the absence of it. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, all of these things. See, that's why I gotta sit. I gotta sit. <laughs>